Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today, we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities, we learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Circe. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Circe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode. We know everybody is looking for more spine-tingling, bingeable content which is why we wanted to tell you about Rusty Quill and their dark fiction podcast, The Magnus Archives. This weekly horror anthology follows Jonathan Sims, the head archivist of the Magnus Institute, an organization dedicated to compiling eyewitness accounts from everyday people who have experienced supernatural events, strange encounters, and other unexplained paranormal situations. The Magnus Archives has just begun its fifth and final season, so now is the perfect time to binge this award-winning podcast spanning over 160 episodes as it reaches its epic, bone-chilling conclusion. To learn more, go to RustyQuill.com or search for the Magnus Archives on your favorite podcast platform. And a huge thank you to Rusty Quill for their amazing support of the Maltopia podcast.
The wind was full and sweet, and put the image of a flower garden into his mind, stirring restlessly beneath a gray vault of a pregnant sky. The leaves he walked through were unable to sound out his footsteps, strangled silent within the unrelenting grip of his strange power, a power he extended to the movements of his two traveling companions. His reverie at the wooded scene amplified the natural soundscape, sharpening its every note to the sonic equivalent of a razor's edge. The figure to his left pointed to her ears, wincing, indicating he should gentle the effect he'd unconsciously summoned into being. Slender against the dying colors of autumn, the camo-outfitted female, mindful of her every step, despite the utter lack for such precautions, drew a wide scowl across her pale cheeks, mirroring the pinched focus she maintained. Every human and inhuman sense around her was a window, and she poured herself through all of them, as much from necessity as from obligation. She had even learned to tap into the minuscule receptors of germs and viruses, granting her a sea of sensation, a sea that now required an intense focus to properly sail. She walked just behind the master of sounds, whose sight and hearing she required to properly direct herself. The figure taking up the rear was tall and lean and exuded a solemnity that was nearly palpable. He moved with a confidence that bordered brazenness. But his bearing was automatic, not an expression of arrogance, just certainty combined with wisdom. He knew the time for killing was near, and he lived for it. He had no choice. Falling over them, recasting their colors in dying reds and cold autumnal shadows, were harsh reminders of the distance they had fallen from their old lives and from humanity itself. They had become monsters, or so each of them had come to believe. At least the descending night signaled an end to their travels its occurrence a predetermined signpost for the distance they should have to travel into the deep woods before reaching their destination. The scent-stealer detected their quarry first, her body prickling at the touch of foreign perceptions. She wasted no time in relaying the fact. There are sixteen in total, all of them inside a wooden cabin, large and small-caliber weapons nearby, but no one's actually caring, just close at hand. Oversapiens asked the man of many sounds and silences, containing the breath of his words to only his listeners. I don't think so. I can feel holsters on every one of them. OS wouldn't likely need to pack, but who knows? She replied, all while watching the third man draw up beside her, his confident gait now reduced to a listless shuffling. You gonna be able to hold off until we see if there's anyone else to worry about? The question was tinged with a bit of concern, a residuum of genuine sentiment that her new life still afforded her. The man, now wane and distant, only nodded his head. There's no reason for us to dawdle, Mars. I'll handle things from right here. No one's going to hear a blessed thing, not a portentous peep, I promise. Now, go on in, do what you have to. Mars looked to the woman for a consensus. His face pale as death in the moonlight. Like Keith said, no reason to wait. We're good. 
Keith was smiling at the woman's approval from behind Mars's back, pleased for the lack of argument. The waning man lurched forward, dragging what remaining strength he had to the surface, a hidden reserve, just enough to properly begin. Thanks, Lynn, offered Mars as he vanished beyond the nearby hill. The men inside the cabin were all mercenaries, an up-and-coming band recently hired by another nameless, faceless client, just a number on the screen of a cheap burner phone. Their missions, or jaunts as they like to call them, had been scant the past several months, so this recent assignment was of special import to them, a sign their fortunes were changing. Gregory Silt, the group's longtime leader, had organized this particular jaunt, surprising his team with news of an unusually steep payday, and for an unexpectedly small bit of work. They had been holed up for days, safeguarding a small shipment of illegal munitions. Gregory felt the alcohol was in order. They were practically on the other side of their mission, money nearly in hand. The mercenary group that went by the name Ghoul Company was only mildly inebriated. But even at their sharpest, they wouldn't have seen Mars coming. At least, not if he didn't want them to. On this particular occasion, however, he wanted to commence straight away. No finesse. He'd miscalculated his energy reserves for the trek through the forest and was in sore need of replenishment. Replenishment that 16 swift kills would likely not furnish. So, he simply opened the door and walked in. And as one door opened, another slammed shut, as Keith secured the sonic locks to the structure. Not so much as a whisper would escape. The men were surprised by the lone man's appearance, assuming the casualness of his entry a sign of his belonging. They quickly looked to one another for answers, waiting for the stranger to be acknowledged by one of them. After no such recognition occurred, they rose to meet the invader. Some took up arms, others raising only fists. The first man to reach Mars had barely noticed his throat had been torn out and that the fist holding it had already slammed into the face of the man directly behind him. Mars cursed himself for the quickness of his killing, feeling the incipient combat only beginning to trickle into his flagging sails. He took his time with the third and fourth man, deflecting their attacks and assailing them only with enough force to knock them backwards them to feel like they had a chance, otherwise they would break and run in an instant. Mars moved to the center of the gathering mob, denying them the use of their firearms. He also allowed several blows to land, even feigning pain, a lure. Gregory felt the tides turning, pulling his men into a lonely, bleak sea. He knew the invader was not human, but neither was he. The secret he kept from his team was that he'd escaped from a lab somewhere in the Adirondacks. He had no memory of what was done to him, but realized shortly after that he'd been gifted with some unique abilities. Abilities he'd leaned on for the development of his team and their lengthening string of successful jaunts. But now, one lethal stranger threatened to destroy everything and everyone he'd worked so hard to cultivate. The leader of Ghoul Company struck Mars with a vicious right hook, sending him stumbling through a table. Mars knew the blast came from no ordinary human being, which changed the timber of the fight almost immediately. 
Mars eyeballed Gregory with a look that bespoke hunger, and he proceeded to move through the sea of men with nary an effort, breaking them with kicks and fists that could scarcely be seen long avoided. The process had finally begun. The warring spirit was upon him now. Thick infusions of skill and strength swelled his limbs and burned through his mind. Gregory squared off with the solitary interloper. The remaining men withdrew to the edges of the room, supplying enough space for a more intimate contest. Mars welcomed the effort and stepped into the clearing of combatants, sizing up his opponent immediately. The man was fearless and tall, square-jawed and well-muscled, his movements quick and decisive. Still, it was unlikely the being was the sort of creature he and his fellows were after, for there appeared no mystery about him, no cosmic gulf stretched wide between his genes, allowing forbidden powers purchase over the human condition. No, this creature was likely a thing of inferior aberration, its limited exceptionalism afforded through some cheap miracle, a thing owing nothing to the level of power that would soon be its unseating. Gregory launched a well-aimed fist toward Mars, its speed making a blur of the effort. He struck on the air. Mars had stepped into the man's blind spot and could have stayed there indefinitely. Instead, he backhanded the big man to the floor, splaying him out in a confusion of blood and pain. Even as the momentum of Gregory's fall still carried him backwards, Mars was in the air. The apex of his leap took him to the ceiling, which he pushed down from with incredible force, aiming his booted heels directly at his enemy's face. Becoming a barely recognizable component of the human body, Gregory Silt's head was crushed into and through the wooden floor. Mars had already sprung from his crouch atop the ruined creature, launching into the remaining cluster of worried men, a warring spirit moving over him. The darkened woods seemed to hold Keith's attention, its night singers amplified by his command over sound. He added a touch of birdsong to the mix, an organic symphony partaking from equal parts day and night. Simultaneously, Lynn's senses blazed wide circles around the woods and the isolated, silent cabin. Her field of awareness was like lightning skipping across water, only the water was a series of senses belonging to animal and insect and aerobe. She could feel the fight inside the cabin dying into smoldering embers, pain going silent and still. Mara's senses were always a blur to her whenever the spirit was upon him, but as things quieted down, he came into focus. He had finished his meal. When Mars returned from the cabin, he dragged with him a barely conscious man. Once he reached his comrades, he tossed his burden to the ground at their feet. He says the meeting was arranged for a sale of munitions, which I seriously doubt. But I did find some crates filled with explosives and machine gun parts. Nothing exotic, though. I figured you two could waste your time with him to make sure. Without hesitation, Keith silenced the world and knelt directly in front of the prone man's face, smiling thinly through the sonic void. Do you hear that? asked the master of night songs, cupping his ear. Within moments, the air thumped with an audible beating of a heart. The captive man only sweat more profusely and tilted his head to listen. Why, that's a heartbeat. You're 
heartbeat to be exact. Also, I'd really like to tell you why I'm called the Conductor. Well, it's more of a nickname, really. And no, I don't drive a train. I drive the silence and the thunder. I can pluck the thunder right out of the sky if I want to. Hold it right in my hand. Right here. The Conductor emphasized, pointing to the center of his right palm. But not today. Today I'm holding your heartbeat in my hand. You see, I can make it so loud it might blow right out of your chest. Right over those trees, in fact, he stated, all the while increasing the volume of the man's beating heart. That is, I would, if you don't answer my questions honestly and quickly. After a brief but gushing interrogation, the group was confident they possessed all the relevant facts, at least those capable of being gleaned from their captive. Mars almost casually snapped the man's neck and tossed his body into the brush. I find it odd that this is all we found. The tip indicated something more extensive, Mars commented, rubbing his hands together for warmth. Lynn had just opened her mouth to concur, when the corpse of the recently murdered man stood up from the thickets, staring blankly at the trio. And then, to no one's surprise, it spoke. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Maltopia Podcast. For early access to the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, and more, join our community at patreon.com maltopia. For original artwork, YouTube narrations, merch, and more, visit our website at maltopia.com. And for the latest news and updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On behalf of Mark, Steve, and Walker here at Maltopia, we thank you very much for your support. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Today we'd like to introduce you to a great fantasy audio drama called Circe. The show is similar to Lord of the Rings, except that it focuses on an awesome gay sorceress on the planet of Elbion. Thyra is recording stories of her past to help regain her magical abilities. We learn of her life and how she came to be a member of the Circe. If you're a fan of gay stories and characters, Lord of the Rings and Xena the Warrior Princess, you'll love this show. Check out Circe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.